Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael, and today we're talking all about our little furry friends. That's pets and animals. We've done a few episodes on animals in the past. We've looked at lots of expressions related to animals, so I recommend go- going back to check them out if you're interested. We may cover some more expressions today, perhaps. But I want to talk more generally about pets. We can talk today about dog people versus cat people, choosing the right pet. I'll talk a little bit about the pets that I have had before, phrases to use with your pets, dealing with the loss of a pet, and maybe the connection to mental health as well. And then I think on the private episode this week, I'm going to talk more about some expressions that you can use. And don't forget, if you want bonus content, worksheets, quizzes, vocabulary lessons, and also transcripts for every single podcast episode to help you learn, then you can become a member at levelupenglish.school. If you click the members button at the top of the page, you can become either a basic or a premium member, and you can compare the differences on the website. I hope to see you there, and I hope to chat with you if you do decide to join. So anyway, on the topic of pets and animals, for many of us, these are a huge part of our lives. We spend a lot of time and a lot of money looking after them and trying to take care of our furry friends. And I definitely have a huge soft spot for animals. If you know me, it's especially cats. I love cats so much. So if you have a soft spot for something, that means there's a place in your heart especially for that thing. You can say it for a person, an object, an animal, but yeah, I have a soft spot for cats. I will always love cats. I always want to take care of cats. But you know, it got me thinking that dog people and cat people are often very opposed. You know, I mean, I like both. I like dogs and cats, but I prefer cats. And it's like, it seems like most people prefer one or the other. I don't often meet people who like both equally. I don't know why that's quite unusual. But I I wonder if one reason is because it's a reflection of your personality. I thought that could be why. So I decided to look it up. I want to share with you what I found. So according to this study, people who preferred cats tend to be higher in openness and neuroticism, while people who like dogs tend to be more extroverted and agreeable. So that's really interesting. So it also says his studies have found that people who like dogs more tend to be more dominant in social interactions and are more likely to be narcissistic. Oh, that's narcissistic is like when you think very highly of yourself, you think you're very important. So that that is very interesting. I kind of like that because it makes cat lovers seem better, doesn't it? But that's just one study anyway. In my experience, it does take a very different kind of person to like each one. I feel like my understanding is people who like dogs 
perhaps they might feel lonely and they want some attention in their lives. They want someone to be depending on them, always looking up to them. For me, perhaps I'm more introverted. That is just way too much for me. I do not want someone following me around the house all the time. That is just way too much. I much prefer a cat because they can live very independent lives when they want to. They can cuddle with you. They can be sweet to you. But if you want to, you can kind of forget about your cat for most of the day, apart from mealtimes. And it's not a big problem. They don't really care, right? I think that's what I love about cats. And I, I suppose that says people who prefer cats might prefer independence. They might value their freedom more. And maybe other things like that. I'm not sure. But yeah, for me, having a dog just seems incredibly stressful. I don't know why people do it. It's just like a whole commitment. I don't I don't want to do that. But yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know if you're a dog person or a cat person. And then perhaps you can also let me know what you think that says about you. Like, why do you prefer dogs or cats? Is it because you love the attention that a dog gives you? Is it because you think cats smell better? That's what I think. But anyway, let me know. <laughs> There's another article here that I found, which is factors to consider when choosing a pet, right? When choosing a pet is very important. So uh, some of them are really obvious, like allergies, of course, don't get a cat if you're allergic to one. But one of them that I think and not enough people really consider is your space. And this kind of makes me sad because I think so many people see having a pet as a possession. Possession is something you own. I much prefer to see animals as independent you know, creatures. They're not below us, they're kind of equal to us. That doesn't mean they're equal in what they can do. You know, they cannot be in charge of the cleaning of your house or anything like that. But I like to treat them with respect and not treat them like a possession, not treat them like we own them. I don't think that's great for animals. And I think a lot of people don't consider the space they have and whether that is suitable for their pet. So, for example, I've seen a lot of like cats and dogs in really, really, really small apartments, which makes me a little bit sad because I wonder how happy they are. Honestly, I don't know. Cats always seem happy, but I just feel like cats would be happier with a, a bigger space or at least kind of a nice window to kind of watch people go by. And also your lifestyle is an important factor to take into consideration. If you're the kind of person who loves to go outside and you're always doing something and you're always going to these different events, then maybe having like a dog that requires so much attention is not the right solution for you. And I think a lot of us know this, right? It's not any, it's not new information, but I think it's, it's something that many people do not consider. And I think one thing that people really should take into consideration is the age or the lifespan of their animals. So I think dogs and cats is a fairly, you know, big commitment. You might be there for 10 or 20 years in some cases. It's quite a long chunk of your life. Um, but if you know that you love them, then of course it's no problem. I have seen some people who have like parrots and tortoises who can live longer than humans. And to me, that just seems crazy. Like, you're going to get an animal when you're, you know, 15 years old and you might still have the animal when you're 80 years old. You will have that responsibility for your whole life. Maybe it's a very happy life, but for me, that is crazy to think about that you will never have a moment in your life without the animal. Maybe that's an appeal for some people, but 
For me, I'm not sure I would like that. That's actually one reason that helped me choose one of my pets when I was a teenager. So I can talk a little bit about the pets I've had before. When we were younger, we had three pet rabbits. And now rabbits usually live for a few years, not so long. I guess our rabbits had a really, really healthy life because they lived for a long time. They all lived over the age of 10 years old. And I think the last one was maybe 12 years old or 11 years old or something like that. We must have got them when we were about seven or eight years old. And then probably they died when I was about 18, maybe. That's a long time to have rabbits, but they were so sweet. I think rabbits are such a great pet for kids. Um, Luckily, ours could sit in the garden. They had a nice space in the garden where they could enjoy the sunshine. They could eat grass. We We had a nice space for that. Um, So maybe that's why they they lived so long, because they had natural food from the ground. They had lots of exercise in the garden. Um, I think they had a good life. I think that's that's all we can really do for our animals, right, is give, give them that good life. But then when I was a teenager, I guess I was about 16 or something, I wanted more pets. And I, I got really obsessed with the idea of having pet rats. I really liked rats at the time. And I thought it was a really good choice for me because... The lifespan of a rat is just one to two years. It's very, very short. So even if I hated it, you know, I, I could two years, it's no problem. I can do that. So yeah, in fact, I think they lived for three years or something like that. They lived a little bit longer than the expected lifespan. But yeah, honestly, rats are great pets. I really, really enjoyed them. They were so intelligent, so smart, so friendly, and I think that they loved their life. They really enjoyed their life running around my room and they had a lot of places to explore as well. So they were good pets. Unfortunately, rats are prone to tumours. So tumour is a kind of a growth. Usually it's like cancer or something. If you have like a lump that grows in your body, this could be a cancerous tumour. Tumour is a growth. If you're prone to something that means you're likely to get something. It's likely to affect you. Rats are prone to these tumours and it's often what kills them. They they get cancer or something like that and they die. One of my rats had a huge, huge lump on kind of the base of its tail, like a really big lump. It was almost the same size as its head, like a huge lump that really looked uncomfortable. I took him to the vets, actually her, it was a girl. I took her to the vets and the vet said, it's very unlikely that she would survive. We need to kind of put them down. This phrasal verb has a few meanings, but when we talk about animals, to put down means to kill them. But it's not just kill, it means to kill them to end their suffering. If an animal cannot be helped, we put them down to end their suffering when they're very sick. So that the vet suggested we put them down, and I said, you know, I was a very stubborn, probably 18-year-old kid. And I said, no, I will not give up on my rat so easily. I really love her. I'm not going to do that. So I think we went to another vet and they agreed to do the surgery on my little rat. They removed the lump and the rat lived for one more year. One more year. That's like one third of its whole life. So yeah, really not happy with that vet who suggested we put them down. I'm really happy we did the surgery and we extended her little life by quite a lot longer. So 
that was a good decision. So I guess that's a good lesson. If you go to the vets or any doctor, always get a second opinion. I think it's always a good idea. And then, of course, when I was a bit older, I had some cats. I have had a few cats in my life, but at the moment, I have no cats. Very sad about that. My mum has a cat, which you may have seen in a previous video or something. I often talk about uh, Louis the cat. He is very, very sweet. I imagine my mum would call him her fur baby. This is a kind of a good phrase. It might be a bit annoying. You hear it quite a lot. But a fur baby is just like, it's the animal that you really, really love, like it was your own baby, except it's not a baby because it's covered in fur. Fur is just hair. So it's a fur baby. So if you really treat your animal like a baby, then you have a fur baby, right? Let me teach you one more expression while we're talking about these. Uh, yesterday, I saw a stray dog and a stray cat. This word stray is kind of just, it just means homeless. Or it kind of means lost, but really it just means homeless for animals. We do not say a homeless dog. We say a stray dog right? So a stray dog does not have an owner and it lives on the street. It's not a wild dog, it's a stray dog. They are unfortunately very common here in Bangkok. There's lots of stray dogs and cats. I always feel so sad for them. They've got really sad looks in their eyes, but fortunately they do seem to get fed by the locals here. People do give them food, which is nice. Yesterday there was a dog walking and then he saw a cat when he went around the corner and these two, the cat and the dog, they locked eyes. They locked eyes for a few seconds, like staring, they locked eyes. And they were thinking kind of, what do I do? The dog was like, should I chase? What should I do? And then the cat was probably thinking, should I run away? Should I stay here? What, what should I do? And then eventually the cat just sprinted, boom, sprinted the other direction. And the dog was kind of left there like, mm, kind of confused, like, what? What do I do now? What? Why did he run away? Maybe the dog just had no energy to chase, but that was quite funny. The cat was really terrified and the dog just did nothing. And maybe the dog kind of walked away with his tail between his legs. So that's the expression I want to teach here. If you have your tail between your legs, it comes from dogs, but we can use it for people. And it refers to someone who seems embarrassed because they were defeated by some situation. Let's use a physical example. Let's say you and I, we have a fight. We have a fight. We kind of throw a few punches. We're hitting each other. And then you win the fight. You win the fight. I lose the fight. Then I walk home with my tail between my legs. I'm defeated. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. So that's what it means. It's just an expression when you kind of have to feel defeated and embarrassed. I walk home with my tail between my legs and my head low. Actually, here's one more phrase that I just thought of, and this is a phrasal verb, which is to lap up, to lap up. To lap up is the way that a, a dog or a cat drinks water. It's where they use their tongue and they kind of go, right? they're lapping up the water. They don't sip the water like a human. A human sips, we create kind of suction, and we sip. But a dog or a cat, they lap up water. It's that motion of using their tongue to, to lick the water. Um, it seems very inefficient, but I guess that's how they do it. They lap up the water, that's how they drink. 
Um, so lap up really means to kind of get something into your body, I suppose. So in that sense, it can also be used when you're responding to something in a really enthusiastic or eager way. So you're kind of receiving something, you're, you're taking something in with great pleasure and enthusiasm. I think later on we'll be looking at some podcast reviews and they're going to be quite complimentary. I mean, this is what I love about the reviews is people quite often say they like the podcast and it really makes me feel good and fuzzy inside and I am lapping up the compliments, right? To just like a dog laps up the water, I lap up the compliments. I'm kind of absorbing them and feeling really good about them. Lapping up the compliments. Maybe someone is lying. They're lying to you. They're kind of telling you some story that isn't true. And you're thinking, what? How can anyone believe this? But then you look around you, everyone is lapping up his story, right? That means they're taking it in. They're believing his story with enthusiasm. They're really believing it. And you're thinking, how can people be lapping up this story? It sounds so fake, right? So there's two examples of how we can use lap up for both dogs and cats or humans as well. So we have a literal meaning and an idiomatic meaning, like with many phrasal verbs. There have also been studies that suggest that having a pet or spending time with animals can have a really positive impact on your mental health. And this is something I'm really interested in and I believe it. Based on my experience, my anecdotal experience, that means based on story and not based on scientific data, I do believe it because whenever I'm having a bad day and I spend time with some cats or some animals, I always feel a bit happier, right? So I don't know how exactly, maybe it's just because I like cats, it's very simple, or maybe there is something special about animals that that make us feel happy. So let me know if you feel the same, let me know if you feel happier when you spend time with an animal, or maybe it doesn't affect you at all. Maybe you just don't care about animals. That's also fine, you know. If you're not sure, then maybe you could experiment. So when you're feeling bad, you're not having a good day, you're in a bad mood, then go find some animals somewhere. Maybe go to a cat cafe if you have them and see how you feel and then report back to me. Let me know your results. I think I'm going to come back to the topic of dealing with the loss of a pet at the end in a quote. I've got a good quote about that, actually. This is a slightly shorter episode, but I may stop it here for now. I think this is a good stopping point. So I end it here and I will just say a quick thank you to someone from Russia. I did learn the Cyrillic alphabet a long time ago. I'm not sure how good I am now, but I I can... Read, let me try and I'll try to read the uh the first part here, which says Otlinsila. Oh, that's quite hard. Otlinsila podcast. Oh, it says podcast. Okay, so I can read podcast there, but the first one, Otlinsia, Otlinsua. I'm not quite sure. See, my I've kind of forgotten a lot of it, but I can kind of read it. But anyway, I'm not going to read the whole message. I actually use Google Translate. I'll read the translated version. They said, this is a very good podcast for practicing, listening and understanding the British accent. The presenter is very talented and professional in his field. 
I recommend. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that from Russia. Thank you very much. Spasiba. And actually, I think it's just that review for today. So let's leave it there. Uh, let's go back to the quote I was mentioning before. So dealing with the loss of a pet is always very, very difficult. Uh, very often a pet is like family and we grieve for them as if they are family. So grieve means to kind of cry and deal with your emotions after someone dies. So the grief we feel for a pet is often very similar to the grief we feel for a human, right? It's often very similar. And for some of us, we can have connections with pets that are very similar to connections with humans as well. It really can be a strong bond that you can have with your pets. As you know, I don't have any pets anymore, which means all of my pets have now passed away, which is, is really sad, but this quote is quite special to me and it's also quite sweet. This is, your pets might only be here a part of our lives, but to them, you are their whole life, right? So in other words, it might be very easy to think, oh, I had a pet once, yeah, he was, he was nice, but yeah, he was just a pet I had for a few years. But from the pet's point of view, you are their entire lives. Like, imagine that. You're so special to them, you're in their entire lives, and it's really quite a sweet way to think about it. And I think that's one of the best things to think about when you're dealing with the grief and the sadness when you lose a pet is, you know, what kind of life did they have? You may have been their whole life, but did they enjoy it? Did they have a good life? And I think if they had a good life, then you can be happy. You know, life out there in the wild is not easy for a lot of animals. And in fact, many pets have been sadly abandoned and are now in homes waiting to be adopted. And if you have given your pet a nice life, a comfortable life, a life of fun and games, then that is the best thing you could have done. So for me, that's really comforting. I think that's a really nice quote. And I hope that helps some of you out there as well. Anyway, I'm going to leave it here. If you want to hear more from me, then check out our podcast on Friday, where I'll be talking about expressions related to animals. Hope to see you there. But thank you for watching or listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.